Hey everyone, welcome to Tara and Miranda, the podcast. We'll be here every week to explore topics around what it means to live more fully and not just more busy. We hope that you join us. We hope that you enjoy where we're taking you and we hope that you take this opportunity to connect with yourself, to connect with us and to just bring more of your awesome into the world. Are you ready, Tara? So ready, Miranda. Then let's dive in. Miranda, it's our second last episode this season. Oh my gosh. Number 11. I feel like we start off amazed every episode. That's the theme. That's the theme of the the unintentional theme of season one is like Tara and Miranda are just astounded at themselves. <laughs> well, showing up consistently, not an easy feat. It's not easy. People don't do it. Like a lot of people, I know myself included until this very podcast <laughs> are able to do that are able to do that. And for whatever that's worth, it has made a big difference for me. Same. Mm -hmm. Today's topic is about reflection and taking time to reflect. And we want to just have a conversation about what that looks like or what it can look like, because like most of the things we talk about, it can look a million different ways. Sure. So before we do that, how are you? What's going on today? I was thinking about how it's the new year now. And I have to admit, I'm feeling a little low. I'm feeling the just the like yearning and longing for what our listeners know is our favorite season of all time. And whenever it's over, a few weeks after it's, it's over, quote unquote, I mean, I know Christmas is a spirit. It's not a time of year. (laughs) (laughs) So I can have it all year long. But it's just sort of like a a sadder, lower time for me. So I'm I'm noticing that. It's also in the city we live in. We are in a lockdown. So there's not a lot of options for, you know, keeping yourself busy and doing things and all of that. So just low. And that's okay. I want to move through it. I don't want to skip past it. <laughs> so not healthy to skip past it, which tells me no. this topic will be helpful. Ooh, yay. Imagine that. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's me, Tara. How are you? I wouldn't say I'm low, but I'm definitely tired, irritable, and I'm just noticing how I have to slow myself down because I don't like when I'm like this. And last year was, it was intentional for me to be, I guess, paying attention to when I'm like this and not just treating it like, oh, it'll pass. It's actually, I want to be on top of it. So it doesn't take me down. Mm. So I'm, I'm just noticing I have this feeling and I'm taking control of it or I'm taking control of myself in it as well. So it's, both this like I feel out of control and I feel in control at the same time so it's a 
it's weird, but we're here and you mentioned lockdown. So that's not helping. No, (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) Yes. So to all the parents out there who are schooling their children, ah, (laughs) I feel you. I feel all of you. (laughs) All right. Our topic today, as I mentioned, is about taking time to reflect. And I thought we would start with what is reflection to you, Miranda? Reflection is giving yourself the gift of what you just said in your check-in, which is slowing down. It's giving yourself the opportunity and the gift to choose to step out of the whirlwind that we call life for a moment and just look at it rather than being in it all the time. And it is a gift because otherwise it can just feel like you are being taken, you are being swept away. That's what reflection is to me. It's the gift of of slowing down time. I know we say slow down a lot. (laughs) And I always picture people who are just like, slow down, what do you need? I have so many things to do and I don't have the luxury of reflection. That's for people who don't have goals or something. I don't know. Sure. And my immediate follow-up question is like, well, how much time do you think you should take? What, what's luxurious about five minutes? (laughs) How can you tell me how many times you scroll on your phone in a day for five minutes? Ooh, burn. Ouch. (laughs) Burn. That's the challenge though, is that reflection isn't, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to go to the forest and I'm going to sit down for two hours and just look at a tree and like, imagine my life as a tree. Like, no, we're not asking you to be like me (laughs) who might actually do that. (laughs) And for the record, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, exactly. That is why I said that is exactly what I would love to do, but that is not what we're talking about or at least that's not all we're talking about. Reflection can be for five minutes mm-hmm. while you're brushing your teeth. Like it can fit into your day. It's not about, I don't have the luxury. Although I empathize with the, that feeling of there's no time. So we have this episode mainly because we wanted to share with people that if you didn't do this on December 31st or the week before the end of the year yeah. or whenever, it's okay any day is a good time to reflect. Any day is a good time to slow down. And so we wanted to give you the opportunity today, as you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. to just remind yourself that it's never too late. Any time that you take to take stock of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year, whatever, the last 10 years, it doesn't really matter about the timeframe that you choose. It's just about, I think, being more effective with how you're moving forward. So if you go back to two episodes ago where we were talking about intentions, intentions are a lot more powerful if you know why you have one. Yeah. When we talk about intentions and we talk about um, refocusing yourself or coming back to center, Mm -hmm. that requires reflection, right? Coming back to your center, coming back to your North Star, your intention is going to require sometimes going, hold up, slow down, where am I? What am I doing? And is this what I intended? Yeah. 
I mentioned that I'm somebody who, you know, likes to take a lot of time and like (laughs) go and do something very like out in nature or even just sitting with my notebook for an extended period of time. I do enjoy that. And I, I at times have the luxury of doing that. But not everybody does and not everybody can. And so, you know, for those of you who love that too, holla, I hear you, I see you. But for those who are like, that's nice, Miranda, want to pat me on my head proverbially. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't I throw that question to you, Tara, the mother of two, who is trying to juggle all the things. Um, How do you normally do this? Well, first, I want to say that I'm a convert. So this was... (laughs) journaling was journaling and reflection can be so many things. But for me, journaling was the thing that I pushed to the side on my personal development journey. And anyone who's in this space knows that journaling is one of the things that people say you have to do (laughs) to, to get clear and centered. And so I rejected it. I resisted it for a very long time. And it's not until the latter half of last year that I actually started doing this intentionally. I love buying journals with pretty things on the front to be inspiring, but it would never be a thing that I come back to on a regular basis. And so for me, it had to be structured. It had to be quick and it had to help me with moving forward. So for me, it's not just a free flowing type of journal. I like to have very clear questions that I'm answering so that I can focus where I'm looking and where I want to go forward. So I have a mix of questions that are looking back to the day. And then I have questions that are like, how do you want to show up tomorrow kind of thing. And that helps me because I like to be focused. I think one of the things that is hard for me and I, it's hard for when I see it in my clients too, is just this analysis paralysis of reflection Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, well, I, t- I have to get the thing. I haven't reflected enough yet before I can move forward. Right. And I think that's where I got stuck. So for me, it's like, what did I learn and how do I want to apply it is super helpful. Well, that's really interesting because I do tend to be a little more like stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Just start the pen moving, just go and see what happens. And I enjoy that. And that doesn't bother me or it doesn't irk me or anything like that. That's an enjoyable process for me. And you're right. If I really need to get somewhere, if I'm trying, if I have an outcome, like I want to set an intention for the year, I need both. I can appreciate and really, I've, I've learned to love the structure as well. And having a coach ask me very structured questions or having specific questions that I might answer because it gives you that ability to be like, let's look here. Let's look here in terms of the elements of your life, the parts of your life. Another thing I like to use is the wheel of life, which is a very fairly well-known coaching tool, great mm-hmm. reflection tool that it gives me enough structure to just say, what about my career? How am I feeling there? What about my significant other? How am I feeling about that? It gives you that um, ability to, to focus on specific areas And then once you're done, you can kind of step back and go, okay, what am I seeing now? Now that I've collected all this very specific data, now, now what am I seeing? And I'm, I'm curious what's coming up for you as I'm talking. Well, I forgot about the wheel of life. So I'm, I mean, I would encourage anyone who's listening to Google it because it's a fabulous tool um, talking about your satisfaction in eight areas of your life. And there's different versions of it. There's like work versions and personal life versions and all of that kind of stuff, but it's a really good place to start. 
And I love that you're bringing up the segmentation because after four decades on this earth, I could choose so many places to start. And anyone who's gone through therapy knows you can go down rabbit holes of so many things. And so I think that was why reflowing stream of consciousness doesn't work for me because there's so many things I could focus on. And I think that's what gets really overwhelming about reflection for people who are like me. And so I love that idea of what is the area that I want to focus on today, because in general, it will probably apply to other areas of your life anyway. The thing that shows up in that pie piece will apply in other areas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, what can be uncovered in an unstructured environment is exciting to me. Like when I don't have a lot of structure, Mm -hmm. like something very unexpected can come in, which, you know, can be, like you said, overwhelming. But there's such a magic to that to me. And I, and I really enjoy like being surprised by my own self. <laughs> I'm like, where did that come from? I just want to reiterate, like, it's both. The thing I've converted to is specific questions that are heading in a direction. Yep. A flow of questions that are actually taking you somewhere. So that by the end, you can go, oh, look what I have now. And, it, and that was intentional and, and meant to be like the structure is so, so helpful to, to keep things sort of organized and on, tr- on a track. I mean, this is, this is why intention and uh, reflection, it's like they're two sides of the same coin. Mm. It's helpful to start with an intention. Like you don't need to do this to, to have a really good intention. And... If you are to do this, your intentions can become stronger because it's helping to counteract the things that you want to work on or the places you get stuck or the places that you are in a loop around and you can't get out of in a rut kind of thing. So that's interesting because that brings up another element to this, which is, do you reflect with other people? Is that something we'd recommend, I suppose? (laughs) Well, I mean, we are blessed that we get to work with people who are on the same journeys as us. So yes, we reflect with each other. Yeah. And we have the tools to do so because we have the same language. We were trained at the same coaching school. So that helps for sure. Reflecting with a trained professional like a therapist, I am Yes, please do that if you can. Yeah. So helpful. Um, Coaching, obviously, if you can. I would say (laughs) when we were role modeling curious conversations before a few episodes ago, Mm -hmm. it's important that the person that you're reflecting with has no judgment in what you are reflecting on. Because the thing that we don't want is for you to reflect and feel like a loser. (laughs) Because this isn't about fixing necessarily. It's about oh, that's interesting. What am I curious about? Yes. Making sure the person can, can step out of their own bias about who you are and where you should or shouldn't be mm-hmm. for sure. And I would add to that reflecting with somebody who's going to listen actively and isn't going to immediately turn the conversation back to them and their experience, like allowing you to go down a certain path of your own reflection about yourself and being and having someone who's really curious about who you are and what you want and what's going to fulfill you. For both of those scenarios, whether it's by yourself or with somebody, ground rules are important because if you are by yourself and 
like I had mentioned, you start to feel bad about what you're reflecting on. I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that. Why am I so stupid? If you start to hear that type of thing, you need to walk away and give yourself a minute or two or 10, however long it takes before you can come back and just reflect. Like as I'm listening to you, it's obvious to me why you might want to do that, why you might not want to like let those voices sort of fester. But why? Why wouldn't you? To me, these are places to find potential ways of showing up in a better way next time. Right. It doesn't make sense to spend or expend a lot of energy on making yourself feel bad because you're actually taking yourself further back. What we want to do in reflection, talking to a coach, talking to a therapist, talking to your friend, is getting into a space where you can start to move forward. And yeah. you can't do that if you're stuck back there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no judgment in how you acted unless the judgment is more like, I need to go apologize or I need to, like, it's an inaction that you want to make it right. Mm-hmm. But just saying, I'm stupid, I'm dumb. Why did I do that again? How could I do that again? I'm here again. So many people have said that. How am I still here? How am I back here again? And that's helpful to acknowledge, but staying there while you're journaling, that voice will take over your journaling. So it's actually now a different perspective that's not helpful. Yeah. I've reread over old journal entries where I've done that. I've sort of lamented. Power in lament. Power in the lamenting. (laughs) But... I've read those journal entries and when I'm not in that place and I'm reading it, yeah, I'm definitely going, Oh honey, like you are being so hard on yourself. (laughs) Like you said, we're not saying don't acknowledge what isn't working, what didn't work, what you don't like. Acknowledge that, acknowledge what's not working. Yeah. But there's a certain amount of time in which that feels freeing because you're naming the thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's a point at which it tips over from I feel freer to my energy is going back down again. And now I'm just feeling badly. It's important to step away. One of the people that we follow, Cy Wakeman, if you are into accountability, she basically says it doesn't take longer than a minute to vent. (laughs) So give yourself permission. I mean, actually, I was beating myself up this week because it's been a hard week. And my journal entry yesterday, my reflection was actually just me getting it out on paper of how I feel. Like I did not do a good job today. I am not proud of myself today, blah, blah, blah. And then I closed it and I put it down and I went to sleep. So that's powerful too. But note that I wasn't reflecting in a, like, what am I going to do tomorrow? It was really just getting it out on paper, which is also helpful, but know and recognize when you're in those spaces. Yeah, it is important. Pro- like the processing of emotion is is an important step in reflecting and uh, put the notebook away, <laughs> put it down, <laughs> step away, sleep on it. It's actually really um, interesting that you slept on it. I've done this enough to recognize these patterns and know when it's just time to give it up. We've had eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours of me feeling bad. <laughs> There's no need to continue that. So whatever you can do to let that go, but also recognize if you're doing a a yearly review or a monthly review (laughs) and you're in that headspace, you probably should just let that stuff out before you can be in a place of, okay, what am I going to do moving forward? Is there anything about 
this topic of reflection that, that we feel we haven't touched on yet? Well, I wanted to share a few resources. Oh, perfect. Let's do that. Um, if you're, if you are green to this, it could be like, where do I start? True. <laughs> if you want to go full on in and do a big reflection, your compass, you can Google that yourcompass.com, I believe it is. They give you pages and pages of questions that allow you to think of last year and then move forward into this year and what are the things that you want present and all of that. So that's fabulous. If you're a more visual person, if you've ever heard of a vision board, get a big piece of Bristol board or something that speaks to you and just put down what are the things that are here. Um, That is a way to reflect. You can do free form just like Miranda does. Yes. (laughs) Um, And just write what's here. For me, one of the helpful things that I found are a few questions. What's the new thing that I tried today? How did it go? What was good? What didn't work as well? What's the most useful thing that I learned? What opportunity did I miss? What am I most grateful for? And then looking forward, what's one thing I want to do tomorrow to stretch outside of my comfort zone? And what will prompt me to do that? Looking back to one thing. So it already puts me in the mindset of I have to try something new every day or at least try to put myself in there. And then just what went well, what didn't. So it's neutral. And I love that because it it helps me stay out of the judgment. And then it's like, I have to think about, okay, what's the thing that's going to prompt me to do this tomorrow? Yeah. To make sure that you, you actually do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what I would add to that, we've already mentioned it, but I want to re-mention it is um, the wheel of life. Really simple reflection tool that you can Google and just like draw on a piece of paper if you don't have a printer. I mean, you could print it out too, but like just look at it and it's very simple to draw. And it's a very simple thing to do over and over again and just see how things are shifting and changing. I also really love the question, what am I proudest of? Mm. I think it just First of all, it gets you in a mindset of, I did something really great, <laughs> which is positive and wonderful. But I think it, it just brings things to top of mind because most of the time we're going to have to get through the mucky stuff before we can think of the thing that I'm proudest of, of the day, of the month, and, and then go from there. What about it makes you proud? Yeah. What was important about that? And then keep going. It's a great first question or a great leading question into that positive direction we're talking about. It might actually be a way to shift yourself if you're noticing that you're really focused on the negative voice Mm -hmm. is to ask yourself, okay, so there's that and balance it out with what am I most proud of? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think that that question is so powerful is because you are usually showing up at your best in those moments. So you can learn a lot about yourself when you recognize those moments that you're like, I did that thing. Because you pushed yourself, you were acting at your best, maybe you got really great sleep that day. Like it's really interesting to look at what contributed to the fact that that happened. Right, so that you can maximize it, do it over and over and over again and more and more and more of it. Tara, what are we taking away? From this conversation, what are you taking away from this conversation? I'm actually appreciating how opposite we are 
<laughs> yes. And how powerful either of the ways that we approach it can be, depending on your mood, depending on what's available to you, all of that. And there's no wrong way to start. Absolutely. On that note, what I would add to that is if you are more like me and you're a stream of consciousness journaler and you're free form and it, that's the way you do it, try a structure out. Try one of the structures we've mentioned out and see what happens. And if you're more like Tara and you are really interested in the structure, find a way to give yourself a little more freedom and see what happens. What does freedom look like for you in your own reflecting? And try that on. The point is to find something that resonates so that you'll do it over and over and over to help you clear the clutter and be able to start from fresh places about where you want to move. So take some time to reflect, people. Give yourself the gift of slowing down, even if it's just for five minutes, and asking yourself, what am I most proud of? It can be as simple as that. And that's a wrap on another episode of Tara and Miranda, the podcast. Did you love what you heard? Write a review where you listen to podcasts and share the love with a friend who needs to hear this. And if you have a question, want to know more about us and what we love, or to sign up for updates, visit us at taramiranda.com. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.